Chris, I just want to get all the business out of the way before we jump into this half episode. I know we've been gone for a little while. We had a pretty hectic May here. Between college finals, PhD dissertations, one of us was a bridesmaid in a wedding. I'll let you guess who that was. We had a pretty busy early May. We weren't able to really convene, but we actually ended up having a meeting of the Netflix martyrs. We all got together, had a couple beers, rejuvenated our love for terrible movies, and we're back and stronger than ever. So like I said, just want to get all the business out of the way first. Netflixmartyrs.blogspot.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, at Netflix Martyrs. Pam has taken control of that, and it's awesome. One other thing that I want to plug, I want to plug my friends over at the Punch Sport Podcast. They're a wrestling podcast. I guest host on there every now and then. They're a bunch of great guys. TheSportingNerds.wordpress.com. If you love this episode for more than just the movie talk and you're feeling the wrestling talk, go check them out. Really, really funny guys. All right, that said, on with the show. If you smell what the rock is cooking. After our discussion on Trish Stratus's Bounty Hunters, we're talking pro wrestlers who have made or attempted to make the transition to film. So, who would you say is the best wrestling actor slash actress that there is, was, ever will be. I got two words for you. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, I mean, everyone's favorite Samoan. How could it not be The Rock? I mean, we're in 2013. There's really no other contender. There, there's no other way that The Rock is not the leader of this, the sports entertainment movie push of this year. And... I think it's it's worthy to say that a lot of times these guys like Stone Cold and The Undertaker and Kane, like they made movies, but they were all financed by Vince McMahon in some way, especially back in the day. The Rock has been able to leave wrestling and become so successful at film that he was invited back to wrestling. I mean, can we just talk about WrestleMania 2013 for one second? The Rock is the main event, is he not? It's him and Cena. The main event of WrestleMania is the WWF's. I, I can't. First of all, let me just say, I I will always, as, as a child of 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 the Raw era, and when I used to watch this wrestling show, Stone Cold was the man. Degeneration X was the shit. Like you couldn't go five minutes without watching Mankind to give somebody the Mr. Sacco move, like the mandible claw in the face. Yeah. I basically think The Rock is the best because he was able to get away from that, get so popular, and he was invited back. And now he's in WrestleMania 2013. You know what I mean? Any thoughts? I guess what they're trying to do is like a passing of the torch where like The Rock is going to try to say like, oh, John Cena is the next big thing. But John yeah, Cena's tried movies. He's yeah, never going to be The Rock. miserably at them. No. There's the what, Marine, the, 12 the, rounds. The Marine, the Marine 2. <laughs> Three. No, he's not in the Marine too. He's not. There's there's three Marine movies. Yeah. I had to look this up for research. I don't remember who's in two, but you three. Poor bastard. You three had to do has the Miz. Remember? Um, real oh my life? God! You got to be kidding me! Really? Yeah. He's a wrestler now. 
Well, no, I know he's a wrestler, but he was in the Marine too. I think three. I can't remember who was in two. Uh, I gotta look because you know what? I I personally I I have a lot of respect for the Miz because he was a dude, you know, Mike so and so, who wanted to be a wrestler so bad, and it wasn't working for him, and all he had to do was get on the real world. And he played a character, hardcore, and I think we would all agree. If you ever watched the Real World Hawaii from back when, this dude was in the house, and he was like, I'm the Miz. I'm crazy. I want to be a wrestler. I'm the Miz. And now here we are in, like, 2013, and the Miz is actually a wrestler, and it's this dude. And he has, well, maybe he's not wrestling anymore, but I know for a while he was, like, a champion, and he was in and out of the game, and... Like, Vince McMahon took notice, you know what I mean? And, and, and maybe Vince McMahon is not as, as prolific in wrestling as he used to be because in, in this new era of the PG era, nobody wants to see a wrestler fight his boss. But back when we were checking it out on the Raw is War, you remember Raw is War? I was more so of a different. WCW Nitro kind of guy, NWO. You know, I see what you're saying with this ECW, but do any of those guys star in movies? Well, uh, I will say that we almost, this past episode was almost Universal Soldier 2, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Goldberg. Was he not in Santa's sleigh? Oh, yeah, he played the evil Santa. That movie was great. Like Mm S-L-A-Y? I I can't take Goldberg seriously, even though he was all about the who's next. But, you know, if we're going to talk about the WWF, I think it's interesting to see how these people branch off into our regular lives. And now that I'm a little bit older, I do enjoy the UFC. I like the fact that guys can box, but they can also do uh, jujitsu moves. I've been a UFC fan for years and no one was happier than me to see Brock Lesnar come into the UFC. Cause does anybody remember Ken Shamrock's whole gimmick is that he was a former ultimate fighter that came back to wrestling and he would put you in an ankle lock and like go crazy. Like, if Ken Shamrock was to fight any of these dudes that were in the UFC today, he would be destroyed. And I loved Ultimate Fighting. I watch it. Every pay-per-view would come out. I, I like the show, The Ultimate Fighter. I, it's very entertaining to me. And I'm not a sports guy. But I feel that it offers something in the way of, um, you know, it has the right level of drama and athleticism, but it's real. And WWF has always tried to get there. You know, no one from the UFC has been in movies besides Rampage Jackson, who was the most broke-ass Mr. T that you could ever imagine. Incorrect. Incorrect. Randy Couture was in The Expendables. Oh, but I like Randy in The Expendables, though. I forgot about him. I like that they talk about his cauliflower ear. I was actually, when I saw The Expendables, I was watching that movie with a bunch of friends of mine who are not fans of the UFC, and they had no recognition of Randy Couture. And they were like... What is with this whole thing about this dude's ears? And I'm like, well, you know, he really is a legendary ultimate fighter and his ears are real. They're talking they're making a joke. They're they're talking through the fourth wall. Like they're they're acknowledging something in real life that affects the movie, as Expendables 2 did when they brought in Chuck Norris and they made a, a Chuck Norris internet joke about the cobra biting him and then the cobra died. Expendables kind of hit that, and I think that was lost on a lot of people. But anyway, I, I'm 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 losing the WWF conversation. I'm sorry. Wrestlers and movies goes all the way back to the late '70s into the early '80s. Andre the uh, Giant. Andre the Giant, 
Yeah, Princess Bride. He's my favorite yep. part of the movie. He's everyone's favorite. Well, he's everyone's second favorite part of the movie. Why? What's everyone's first favorite part? Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. Uh, yeah, no father. Okay. I mean, come on. Everyone everyone remembers that. It's like... Prepare to die. Can I just tell you, like, how bad my mind was fucked when I realized he was the dude in Homeland? Yeah. He's been in a few things, actually. I know, but, like, I never really... I, I don't think I ever watched them. And then it's like, I, I love The Princess Bride, another Princess Bride... And then it, and then we fast forward twenty years to Homeland, <laughs> and here I am. I'm like, holy shit, that's Diego Montoya, and he is old. And we talk about like Mr. Nanny, or like, are or we like, gonna go? We're gonna go Hogan. Santa Claus. What was that movie called? Santa, Santa, with, Santa muscles. with muscles. And yeah, uh, Suburban Commando. I mean, he was also the. You know, uh, Hogan was like WWF's first movie star. Yeah, well, he was their first real huge star of the era where they had moved out of the territories. Because, I mean, Bruno San Martino was the first WWF star, but that was when they were a local New York promotion. Hogan was there when they went national. What uh, was that? What TV show? I can't Thunder remember. in yeah. Paradise. Yes. I actually used to watch that show when I was a kid. Really? I never watched it. I Well, I don't remember much about it because I, I was a kid. It was a while back. But I, I, I mean, it was, it was like a really shitty A-team type show um i i to a large extent it felt like an a-team knockoff yeah i always i always thought it was like i always thought it was miami vice with like jet boats and hulk hogan yeah but i think they were basically i I can't remember if they were supposed to be mercenaries or not but it i don't know i don't remember enough about that show it's been so long now well i don't want to leave out a movie that might have the greatest fight scene of all time they live starring roddy piper (sighs) oh yeah I embellish on that because if you yeah, have seen like you. They Live, you really need to. Yeah, They Live is, it's not even an action movie. It, it's not even my favorite John Carpenter movie, but it is really, really good. And Roddy Piper is really good in it. It might be the best performance by a wrestler in a movie. I'm not sure it The Rock has ever. It really does. I'm not sure The Rock's ever hit that level of acting, really. Um, Roddy Piper does a really good confused slash angry and he has yeah he has that fight scene that I think most people now know that fight scene as the the fight scene that South Park parodied with the cripple fight but that him and Keith David beating the piss out of each other over a pair of sunglasses is phenomenal and a great five minutes of just brutal it, it, it goes from brutal to funny and then back again and then back to funny and it's still entertaining all the way through yeah it's a great scene so d what's your favorite rock movie probably have to say the rundown good performances by the rock um it's got a it's got a serviceable plot that isn't stupid or cliched i guess and if I remember correctly, that movie has Christopher Walken in it, which oh, is yeah. pretty much always a recipe for awesome. No, you're absolutely right, D. Christopher Walken plays the, like, evil, like, plantation mine owner. Yeah. And he has a lot of great one-liners. And I would just like to comment about The Rundown because that is one of my favorite action movies. I really enjoy it. I've seen it a, a lot. <laughs> I saw it when it first came out, and I, I keep watching it every time I can. I, I really enjoyed The Rock is expert with a whip. Um, Stifler provides the perfect amount, I think, of comedic relief. 
And it, but it's believable because The Rock has to go to the jungle to sort of rescue him, but not really rescue him, but sort of bring him away from the whole atmosphere that he's in. And Stifler is reluctant, so therefore he's funny. And I think that the movie can really be benefited by the fact that I think it came out 10 years ago. I believe the rundown was from somewhere between 2003 and 2004. And so it was not really sure if Dwayne Johnson could hold his own in a film. And I think that they set him up because there is, a, there is an awesome scene and, uh, where he's in a, in, in a bar, in a very shady, like sweaty jungle bar. And he walks out, or I think he walks in, and Schwarzenegger is walking out. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger himself is in the rundown for like 10 seconds. And it's like they bump shoulders and Schwarzenegger like looks at the rock and he's like gives him a cool nod, you know, and then like keeps walking. So it was like whoever was putting him in the rundown is like, yeah, the rock is going to be a new action hero. And maybe, yeah, it took 10 years and a couple of G.I. Joe movies, but it was it's true. I mean, did anyone see The Last Stand? Because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I did not even see The Last Stand. No, I didn't see it. Though you I know, mean, his movies are among my favorites. I love The Running Man. I love Terminator. I love Commando. I did not even go see The Last Stand because I don't want to see my hero desecrated. I don't want to see him say, ugh, I'm so old. You know what I mean? It's the same reason I didn't see Die Hard 5. Die Hard is perfect. Why do I need to see Die Hard 5? But... In the rundown, you see The Rock sort of get the torch from Arnold, and it was beautiful because it turns out that The Rock is our action hero for this era of the 2000s, the 2010s. I, I would definitely say that. I would gladly I would pay, agree. Yeah. I would pay $20 to see The Rock as a Terminator. <laughs> He's a better actor even than Arnold was. I, I mean, Arnold's really that. good at looking muscular, kicking the crap out of things, and having some good one-liners. The, the Rock actually seems to have some talent as an actor on his own, outside of kicking the, the shit out of people. Maybe that's just my opinion. No, but uh, the no Rock I is, would agree. He has a really good sense of comedic timing, too. Yeah. I'd say I, I've actually seen Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and the reason I watched it was because of Dwayne Johnson, because of The Rock. And the movie was not bad. I mean, I, I, part of me thinks that the Netflix martyrs may never review a movie as good as Journey to the Center of the Earth, and that's saying something. <laughs> it, was, it was cool by me, and I actually saw that not too long ago. It was one of those movies that was just on, on like a Sunday morning while I'm making breakfast, and I watched the entire fucking thing. Like, I did not turn this movie, and I'm like, this movie's stupid. And then two hours later, I'm like, this movie was great. <laughs> and it was really all because of Dwayne Johnson, because of The Rock. Yeah, I uh, a couple weeks ago, I had one of those hungover Sundays where you just kind of, you can't get out of bed, you roll over and you just turn the TV on and hope there's something that won't make you miserable. And I ended up catching probably 90% of Escape to Witch Mountain. Mm, the new one. The Rock, the Rock was really fun in it. He had a good sense of timing. Uh, he played serious when he had to. He kicked some butt. Uh, I... Definitely, it definitely was a way to, to spend a, a ruined Sunday. And I think that's the best you can ask. Like, if if one of these movies can offer you at least that release and that time in your life where you may have been miserable and it made you feel better, that's all you can really ask for. 
and here we are in this age where we're maybe a little too old to be into the wrestler of The Rock, but we're into the actor. And you can't go to the movies these days. Every couple of months, there's a new Dwayne Johnson movie out. I mean, I personally, I went and I saw Faster in the theaters, and I loved it. And I, I, I talked to friends of mine who were like, that movie looks stupid. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I, they still tell me to this day, like, dude, you, you talked way too much about Faster. Like, we were at the bar. I was drinking a little bit. I got into a very long conversation with them about why Faster is a great movie. And it's really not, but it was fun. It was a great movie to watch, you know, and, and that was like a, a major vehicle for The Rock. And I, I think that he has made, you know, cinematic choices in his career that will, and I haven't seen Snitch. You know, that, that's still playing in the theater down the street for me. And G.I. Joe is about to come out, or maybe it is already out. But that's two Dwayne Johnson movies back to back. Like, you could go and see him any day of the week, and it would probably be a different movie. Well, yeah, and he's yeah, got. Now they're doing this uh, Empire State movie that I, I don't know anything about, actually. But We have Pain and Gain coming out. Yeah, have you Michael seen trailers Bang. for that? Him and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, well, it actually Pain looks pretty Gain, good. They put the trailer to the tune of Macklemore's Thrift Shop, and it's all about Dwayne Johnson and, you know, Mark Wahlberg and their weightlifters, and they decide that the rich people in the government are making too much money and they're going to steal some back. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a tower heist without the without the Eddie Murphy, I feel like. It's not funny. It's not supposed to be a funny. It's like a less it's like a intentionally dramatic tower heist. Like, they see a guy who's making all this money, and they decide to take it from him because they are just some bodybuilding everyman. And I think it's a Michael Bay film, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so we know there will be a lot of explosions. It is a Michael Bay film. Has a, Have any of you seen The Wrestler? Yes. Mm, I feel no. like that. I thought it was a great movie. I like Darren Aronofsky. I, I really like what he did with the film. I like what he did with uh, Mickey Rourke as The Wrestler. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. One of those movies that you see once and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can sit through that again. Aronofsky Is it weird? I've seen it three times. Like <laughs> yeah, see? That movie's tough for me to watch. It's great. Well, it's like one of those movies I saw like in school, like in film class, and then I watched it with a friend for fun, and then I watched it again with another friend who had never seen it. It's one of those movies you want to show somebody, I think. Yeah, but... Like, not for fun. See, there's a difference. Like you, you get to know people who want to see movies that will make them feel a certain way, and it's not necessarily fun. But I, I remember there's a scene where like he's driving in the van and he puts his action figure on the dashboard and he's listening to like some like awesome '80s ballad, and then like he's driving home to his trailer park and the music cuts off as soon as he turns the car off. Like things like that. Make, I, like, I think uh, that movie worth watching. It's unfortunate Mickey Work was never in the WCW. I did now, like wait. that they used. I like that they used real wrestlers in the movie, like the scene where he's doing the uh, the hardcore match in front of like thirty people in a bingo hall. Oh they yeah. They used actual indie wrestlers for uh, all of the the matches throughout the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Can we talk about maybe like the worst wrestler movies we've ever seen besides Bounty Hunters? Uh, One Night in China. Oh. You know, I can't recommend that. That's that's not for the listening audience. That's for everybody. 
I, I have actually, I've confirmed that there is a follow-up called Queen of the Ring. Oh, no. Which I think has a lot of butt play. Oh, good. Great. Wait, what? And I don't think X-Pac is in it. Thank God. D, do you not know about One Night in China? No. no D, come on, man. China's porn. It's oh, China's God. porn film, though. This exists? Oh, it exists. Not only does it exist, but it co-stars the One Two Three Kid, a.k.a. X-Pac. And X-Pac has One Night in China. I'll just put it to you that way. It is criminal that he does not tell her to suck it. <laughs> uh, it's true. He never says it. He never gives her the crotch chop or anything. Or the Bronco Sarah. Buster. Nothing. He never. Yeah, the Bronco Buster would have been a great porno move if you just removed the pants. No, worst wrestling movie I've or worst movie with a wrestler I've ever seen. God, the Bounty Hunters might be it, but. I saw the I, I saw the horror movie that came wrestlers. Did. Yes, I, I haven't seen that many movies with wrestlers, so I guess it's a tough question for me to answer. I think maybe that horror movie with Kane that yeah, came out that. like oh uh, after Venom? Kane like lost his no. mask and he was just like an ugly bald guy and he wasn't like a burn victim that wore a mask and like a red suit. You remember was that? Evil? They unmasked yes. him for the first time. As soon as they did that, they put him in a movie that was like. It, and I can't say it because I never saw it, but it seems like a very poor ripoff of anything Texas Chainsaw related. Like he killed everybody with meat hooks, I feel like. Yeah, D, it is it is Cena Evil. I wanted to call it Sleep No More, but I knew that wasn't <laughs> it. It was fine. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It was a generic slasher flick. It was fine. He did his job well. He looked menacing and scowled. And uh, yeah, it was a serviceable He got his movie. paycheck. Yeah, not, uh, it's definitely not the worst I've seen. The worst is any Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah. That's oh, true. come on. Even uh, Mr. Nanny? I've Even... seen clips of uh, Santa with Muscles, and that would probably... Just the clips I've seen would probably be the worst. Even Three Ninjas 2. That's... Oh, that movie is the worst. That one is the worst, because I saw that when I was young. I remember that movie where they go to the theme park, and Hulk Hogan's there. I think that's my worst wrestling movie. You just jogged that in my memory. That's my vote. That's the worst one. <laughs> a lot of wrestlers have a uh, have good cameos in that movie, McGruber. Have you seen that? No, actually. No. There's a really... I'm going to spoilers here, but no one's going to see that movie now. There's a great scene where he's rounding... McGruber's rounding up all of his old army buddies. And it's like uh, The Big Show and Chris Jericho and Kane. He rounds them all up. And they're going to go bust into the, the bad guy's complex. And then McGruber accidentally blows them all up. <laughs> it's pretty it's I think pretty I want I do actually want to watch that movie now just to see the big show get blown up. It's good. It, McGruber has its moments. Well, it, it worked really... as a skit, but I, don't, I never really thought it would work as a film. So other than The Rock, you know who I think might be the most successful like wrestling alumni? To brush Stone Cold Steve Hollywood. Austin. I wasn't gonna go there, but uh, have you seen any? Have you seen any Stone Cold? In the movie movies? with Steven Seagal. Yeah, I watched that and it was so bad. I didn't want to do it for the podcast. <laughs> you know what? I, I've made it my goal in life to actually watch that movie because you said it was so bad that we couldn't even do it for the Netflix Martyrs. It was I said, boring. "Holy shit! I need to see that in my life." It was boring. There was nothing enjoyable about it. Oh. Not even with the intrusion of Stone Cold stomping a mud hole and walking it dry? No. Sadly, no. Damn. 
Damn. Steven Seagal, Stone Cold's just kind of there. He does some actiony stuff, and then it cuts to Steven Seagal so much, who's so fat and bloated. He's like a mattress with a ponytail. He's not convincing in his in his scenes at all. Was he's he ever convincing though? No, God no. No, no. If you ever need evidence of that, go watch Machete. It's it's embarrassing for Seagal, and it would it should have been a cool cameo. Seagal tries to be a Mexican drug lord in that movie Machete with Danny Trejo. The movie was not great. It was a great idea, and Seagal is awful. It could have been his Expendables. Like, that could have been him as Stallone or him as Van Damme. You know, Seagal did not get offered Expendables. He had to take Machete, and he did what he could, and it was... Well, you know why? They gave that to, um, to Van Damme first. There's no way that Seagal is going to end up on the, on the same set as, uh, as Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's no way, and you know they're already they're already casting for Expendables three, yeah. Which I heard would include Jackie Chan, yeah. But I don't know if that's really the case. I mean, hey, those movies are fun because they know that they're supposed to be fun. The problem with a film like Chris was saying with this Stone Cold and Van and Seagal, or even a lot of the more Van Damme pictures besides Expendables two. They still cling to the fact that they're ass kicking in their fifties, and you gotta understand that this whole concept is lost. Like if Hulk Hogan was to come out with, you know, a bank heist movie in which he kicked everyone's ass, you, you lose it, right? I mean, you lose it at some point. Well, I think that's the problem with the Steven Seagal movies is that he's this sort of he's still this sort of like invincible everything killer when he's this bloated fifty year old man. Yeah. I said Andre was my favorite wrestler to be in a movie. I always forget this one because he was so good in the part that he played. He wasn't great as an actor, but he it was cast perfectly. And that's George the Animal Steel in Ed Wood. As well. Ah, true. He plays, he plays Tor Johnson. Oh. Really oh, no, perfect. he's very, 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 very good cameo. And uh, it, it, like you said, it's almost so good you forget he was there as a wrestler. Yeah, because he was just great for the role and really fit the character to a T, and and brought you into the world of this character as opposed to being like, oh shit, there's George the Animal Steel, who was still biting off turnbuckles up into the early two thousands when he was with the Odd Squad and like doing all this crazy shit, and he had the green tongue still, and he was like seventy years old, and he was still like bashing people's heads in in WWF mode. That's actually a very obscure but accurate pick, I would say. Speaking of obscure wrestling cameos, this is some a little piece of trivia I've always known. Um, do you know who played Super Shredder in Turtles 2? No. Big Sexy Kevin Nash. No way! Yeah, Diesel was Super, uh, Super Shredder. And he was offered the role of Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie, but he would make more money doing less work on the road with WCW at the time. So he didn't take it. Well, it doesn't matter because uh, the first X-Men movie, that Sabretooth didn't make it to the Wolverine prequel. So No. No, he did not. And that dude was pissed, too. I believe he was, uh, was a B-list actor that was not offered the part in the Wolverine prequel and was very, very, very upset. But I, I don't think anyone missed him when they no, recast. That guy was perfect for that role. They ended up giving it to Zachary Levy, I think. No, it was Lee F. Schreiber. Oh, yeah, when Liv Schreiber did the role, 
I thought he was great, and like it didn't even matter that he didn't look anything like the blonde-haired Sabretooth of the comics and of the first movie, because it, you know you can't really get too into it. I mean, if you if you focus on that, you you've lost your way. And a lot of people shit on that Wolverine movie. I think it has the best opening credits in any movie. I really think. I know we're moving topics, but I just want to say. If you haven't seen that Wolverine film from back in like 2005 or six or whatever, they're going to make another one. It's called The Wolverine. But if you never saw Wolverine Origins, just watch the opening credits, please. It's it's epic to show how him and his brother, Sabretooth, grow up. And it's on the backdrop of different wars throughout American history. It's really, 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 really good, I, I must say. Can we talk about... Maybe for a minute, like, people we would have loved to see in a movie that never was. Like, wrestlers that could have been awesome in films that never really made it. Yes, I wish they cast uh, Sergeant Slaughter in the G.I. Joe movies. Nice. But do you wish the G.I. Joe movies were older? Because, like, could Sergeant Slaughter in 2009 really hold his own shit? No, no, he definitely can't. But a cameo would have been nice. And maybe just have him pop in and say, and knowing is half the battle. Maybe he could have been, like, the... The like three days away from retirement, like old yeah. sergeant. I'm getting too old for this shit. That could have been him. I would have liked to see the Undertaker and more stuff. I was a huge Undertaker fan. I was big into like the Legion of Darkness. I thought they were really cool. But the only thing I ever saw the Undertaker do um, was an episode of a really bad USA show called The Exorcist. It was like a branch. Like spinoff of the film The Exorcist, as in it was like the X Files, but they have to go investigate people who are possessed by the devil. And it was an episode of that show where The Undertaker was in it and he was dressed like in his wrestling gear. And he was like, literally, he was an Undertaker. Like he was a guy who worked in a graveyard and someone had to like come to him for advice, but he put a curse on them. I can't believe I remember this. I must have been 11 when I saw this. I'm talking 15 years ago, but it was so bad. And he did his eye-rolling thing, and he was like, you know, woe unto you who defies the curse of Mutombu. And it was, like, super corny. And I just remember thinking, like, The Undertaker would be a great Michael Myers, a guy who walks really slowly, and when he finally reaches up to you, he stabs you. And so that's my pick for, like, I would have loved to see The Undertaker in, like, a slasher flick, but uh, it never was to be. So I just realized this. The Edge actually had a cameo in one of those shitty, shitty sequels to The Highlander. I never saw it. Yeah, he was in he was in Highlander Endgame, which I, I, was, I was a big Highlander fan growing up, and especially the TV show, and... I knew that guy looked familiar. I just looked it up because it, it stuck out to me. And yeah, it turns out the Edge was in was in that movie as just this generic uh, foppish character from one of the flashbacks from the, like the 1700s or something. It's this really tiny role. Um, other than that, I don't. I guess I don't really know enough about them to say who I would prefer to see in a movie. Well, Dean, now that you brought up The Edge, I mean, does anybody remember The Brood? Like, they were vampire wrestlers who would douse their opponents in blood when the lights cut off? Yeah. You guys remember edgy, that? Because that shit was Christian. terrifying. Edge and when Christian. When you were right? 11 years yeah. old. 
like the brood would come out and they would like rise up through the floor like with fire all around them and then like they would walk to the ring and they were all wearing the Jerry Seinfeld puffy shirts and when they would get to the ring the lights in the arena would shut off and then they, like these motherfuckers never would even wrestle and Edge used to be one of the one of the crew Edge Christian and Gangrel Gangrel was a punk ass he was but he was the leader Gangrel never did anything but Christian went on to TNA and he was like a main contender in that organization. Edge was a WWE superstar, multiple uh, champion. Gangrel just wore some phony ass vampire teeth and uh, started to do like uh, teenagers' birthday parties at the bowling alley. He never really amounted to much, even though he was a leader of the brood. And do you remember how they would like just douse them dudes in blood? When the lights would shut off, it was gruesome. It was awesome. And it was never really that cool looking back. I'm going to, you know what? I just realized, you know who would have been like a perfect 80s villain in like a a Patrick Swayze action movie? Rick Flair. Randy Savage? Randy Savage would have been good, but Ric Flair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Randy Savage was a bone saw in Spider-Man. Yeah, but it took till like the two thousands to get him to that level. That's true. He was. He but was yeah, if Ric Flair him. was back then. Like you could imagine, maybe Ric Flair is like being like that dude that was really good at skiing, and he was like at the ski lodge. I'm thinking like he's the guy in like the small town who lives up in the expensive mansion, who's like killing people to try to get some sort of like uh, like land, like property, and uh, at the end. Patrick Swayze has to go beat him up in between shifts at the Roadhouse. So it's basically just Roadhouse. It's Roadhouse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a lot more like chest slaps. Like yeah. Ric Flair will like, slap him in the chest a whole lot more. And, and a little less throat ripping? No, can't have that. Every Throat ripping is the best part <laughs> of Roadhouse. It would just have more chest slapping. Yes, more chest chops, more woo. Uh, I mentioned before who I think might right now be the most successful wrestling alumni before we got we said stone cold we got sidetracked uh i was reading my mother gets like people or us weekly one of those shitty magazines and um stacy keebler if you remember her she's not in any movies but she's banging george clooney i remember her very well because she gets to go to the oscars the golden globes and you know all that shit she's always there yeah she and people wins. see her on the arm of george clooney to this day, at the Oscars, she was there. And who doesn't want to bang George Clooney? I would, probably. I, yeah, easy. Yeah. To, like, yeah. Uh, have breakfast with me in the morning. I would say, we can bang. The offer's out there, George. I oh, loved you and no brother, where art thou? I've got the look. The drives that go wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said, chill. Up and down their spine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I make them hot I make them shiver Then he's get weak Whenever I'm around They see me walk They hear me talk I make them feel like they're all piled now. Just a sexy boy.